Hello, what's going on? Rich Ryan here, Reinforced Running Podcast. Today we have Alondra Greenlee on the show. Alondra came in fourth place at the High Rocks World Championship. She's also the new DECA Mile World Record holder and the second and has the second fastest DECA strong time in the, we'll say the world, in the entire world as of right now. So it was great getting the chat with her. She's extremely interesting, has a great mindset, an awesome perspective on competition and sport. And really is really open and sharing about how she kind of approaches things and why she is good at this kind of competition. And it's a lot has to do with a lot with what's between her ears. So she was great to, to talk to and kind of pick her brain about that. So if you are enjoying the show, hook us up with a five star review. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and the whole deal, even on Spotify. Super easy. Just five star back. Only if you're liking it. But if not, just continue on listening. All right. Here we go. Alondra. All right, Alondra Greenlee, what's going on? How are you? Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, not too much. I'm excited to be here. So you're you've kind of burst onto the hybrid scene this past year, uh, and you've came in. You were fourth at the High Rocks World Championships, which I do want to touch on a little bit uh, later. But you're also starting to test out some of the Deca stuff, and you've recently had the second fastest Deca strong. And the world record now in the Deca Mile, Woo-hoo. correct? Look at that. Oh, world record holder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was just a couple weekends ago. So that was fun. So, yeah, let's start there since that's kind of fresh. When it seemed like you were a natural fit for a High Rocks event in New York, and you kind of came out and just smashed everybody. And the, the two don't always translate that well. I mean, they're pretty much the same thing, but just the the strong is just – I mean, the Deca stuff, it's not as, like, heavy – uh, it's certainly not technical by any means, but going into that deck of strong and deck of my, like, how are you feeling? Were you just going after it to see how it was or what was your idea behind it? Yeah. So I actually had never even heard of it. And I know I talked to you a little bit at, um, the high rex world championships about like, Oh, like I heard about these things. I don't know what they are. I think it was Tara Jackson that initially like asked me if I'd ever done any of them. I was very confused as to what it was. So then after high rocks, I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? Um, and I found out there were a couple of those. DECA events around where I live in New Jersey. So I decided to do them. Um, of course, like you said, like pretty like low skill things um, and very, mm-hmm. very common in CrossFit training, which is what I typically do. So I just went out there and I went for it because it looked super fun. And it was, yeah. Did you prep at all? Because I'm starting to, like after High Rocks World Championships, there's this like big, crazy event. It was really fun. Lots to look forward to. And after that, I was kind of thinking, when I think about DECA, I was like, Eh, but since then, I've started to wrap my head around doing deck of things a little bit more, started thinking about it more. Did you prep for it at all or just kind of go and do it? Um, so there were a couple of the movements that I had seen on YouTube videos that were like a little bit technique-y, um, if yeah. even like the right word for it. So I had I even like it. posted on my Instagram story, like for the reverse lunges, I'm like, okay, it's like, do these count or is this considered jumping? Um, and then for like the box jump overs, but technically like the step over is just as fast and not as exhausting. So I was practicing that a little bit more because usually in CrossFit, you're doing more of like the box jumping. Um, and so I the, just practiced a couple of those movements. Yeah. The standardization, it's funny that like they, they, they are different, right? Even like the sit-ups yeah. for, for a CrossFit in like an ab mat sit-up or whatever, your shoulders need to get almost like parallel to your hips, right? Um, yeah, I think they have to pass the hip crease is the technical standard. 
Yeah, in decades, not like that. Were you doing that? Were you doing full all the way up? I that? was, because that's what I'm used to doing. Um, I know. And like the box jump overs too, it's like, it's like where my hips need to be. Like do both feet need, and that, that's a little great too, because it's almost like a skip. Yeah. Right? Like kind of touch both feet, and it's way faster to do it that way. Oh, you're talking about like the jumps? Yeah. Did you start jumping or just went right to that weird step over thing? I went straight to the weird step over because like, and I'm kind of, you know, getting into other things a little bit more here, but I don't really prep for things. I'll just, and I mentioned this to you, I'll just like watch the YouTube video of somebody that was good that did it. I'm like, okay, I guess that's how they did it. Maybe that's how I should try doing it. So I think I watched, um, oh gosh, I'm like blanking on his name. His Instagram is drop the hammer. What's his name? Oh, Ryan Kent. Ryan Kent. Um, his yeah. like world record attempt. I was watching, you know, how he did all that stuff. I'm like, okay, this, this makes sense. Um, so, yeah. So what do you think? Are you going to, are you going to pursue the DECA fit then? Uh, that is the plan. I'm signed up for the one that they just opened in New Jersey on August 20th. Yeah. That's actually great that they were able to put one in the Northeast because like it was meant really to wasn't be anything around. And you got to do it now. <laughs> yeah. You got to do it. And how, how'd you feel about the deck a mile? That was so much fun. Honestly, like that little like run in between everything was like a rest. Um, uh -huh. and just having something like that to break up those movements, which were also fun. It was just more fun. Uh, <laughs> because I bet for me personally, like I need that little bit of a reprieve just from like the high end anaerobic work. I'll, will eventually just run out of juice and like, I'm just not as powerful as some might be, but, but for the mile, it's basically a rest Yeah, that, that, that 160 or whatever. So coming back, I would imagine my station time is faster then my deck is strong. Do you think yours was that like that? I feel like it probably was. And I really wish that they had like the splits for each, for each thing. So you could really like dive in deep and, and see where, where your weaknesses may lie. Do you, uh, are you a thinker that way when it comes to the, this type of sport, or just sport in general, that there, there seems to be a couple of different ways to go about it. I've kind of leaned into just really the nuts and bolts of it lately, just because it's available to us. And I find it, helpful to just see like okay where can i improve like how can i turn that needle or you just go after it and just do the best that you can in that moment because you've had some really good performances off of very little experience honestly for these specific things i mean i'm sure you've been training for a long time and built up fitness over the course of years but when are you one that is going to analyze like after your first high rocks did you look at it did you like zoom out and like okay what do i have to do or are you just like all right, I got to get back to training. I honestly spent more time beforehand analyzing how fast I was going to go at each station and which ones were going to be my my slow ones. I had pretty much within like 20 seconds what I knew my splits were going to be. And really, I'm, I was actually really impressed with how accurate I was because um, <laughs> I was looking at, you know, some of the other girls times like the rankings. I'm like, hey, I could do that. Sure. Like taking a look. Yeah, I'm kind of like her. Sure. I'll do that on that one. Um, and so I, it was really, really funny how it worked out in New York. Cause I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to go about like a one Oh seven. Um, and I did really, it just insane. Like I'm not always that on the money, but it was good. Um, I don't always go into things too much afterwards. I kind of like to, mm. you know, like live in the moment, maybe see if I like made a egregious error in something, but I kind of like planning beforehand and knowing like when and where it's going to hurt, where I can improve, when I need to go and push and what my strengths and weaknesses are going to be. So 
really dive in deep, maybe like a few hours, maybe the week before an event and mm. do my YouTube research as I'll, as I'll call it <laughs> and see, see what needs to be done. But that's my main preparation for these things so far. As a lot of times athletes will come in with as a, as a coach and they have this idea of what they think they are able to do in a high rocks and based off of the, their background, it could be from either direction, right? From strength, from endurance, maybe that they, they are someone who's been doing CrossFit that might have a bit of a better sense of, of where their fitness is, but they're almost off by like 10 to 20 minutes sometimes in the slower direction for what they think they could do. <laughs> And, and, and usually people come, I'm like, well, I mean, maybe you could run a 70, but let's just see how it goes for this first one. Uh, so, I, so I'm interested how, when you were looking at that, what were the, the factors that made you believe that you were going to be able to run so closest and, and with the sleds and things like that, or the are just so unpredictable and in New York, they weren't favorable. I don't believe they were, they, they seem, they were, they seem to throw a lot of people for a loop. So like. How did you know that you were going to do do so well? Um, well, I didn't know that I was going to like do well because I had no idea who else was going to be there, who anybody else there like at the starting line was. Never like well, sixty people before sixty seven is like good, right? That that qualified that was at the time. What was it like the sixth fastest time in the in the world or something like that? So even if you got like fifth or whatever, like the time is still good. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, part of the power comes in believing yourself and knowing you can do these things, looking at them. It's like, I've done farmer's carries before. And I think I've mentioned um, somewhere like the sleds that we do at my gym are on a rubber floor. So pushing mm. them on carpet and turf is like, I've got momentum there. Like there's nothing stopping <laughs> me. Um, so that was, I was not worried about like, and I didn't even know about all this sled drama. Uh, that's kind of like a new, a new thing for me. Yeah. But so I was not worried about that at all. I didn't. I did find myself like before and like practicing a few like burpee broad jumps, getting kind of gassed on that. So I was like, yeah, that's probably not going to be my, my strongest suit. I'll add a couple minutes to Laura, Laura Weeks' time or Lauren Weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, I don't know, believing in yourself. Why not? Why not do well? <laughs> For sure. And when, yeah, say someone like Lauren, right. Or like Rachel Vondrak who are, in that CrossFit space where, where you occupy as well. It kind of seems like where you've been, how long have you been doing CrossFit? I started CrossFit in 2017. 17. Okay. Okay. So you've had some years to kind of, to, to figure, figure out where your strengths are. Um, where Lauren and Rachel are really high end, right? How do you compare it to them in CrossFit things? Do you have any idea? No idea. I've never looked at their anything. So you just saw Lauren sign. You're like, okay, like, I well, so yeah, she's the best. Close. I should compare myself to that. Right? <laughs> I like that. That that's that's awesome. Um, was there anything in that first go that was a little bit um, like unfamiliar to you, or something that you didn't? When you did look back, was there an egregious mistake, or was there anything that you kind of took away from it that you would kind of alert people to that could happen? Um, getting lost in the high in the rock zone. Oh, did you? I mean, nothing like horrible because I was kind of just like trotting along and people are like, oh, go this way, go this way. I'm like, okay, thanks. Um, but that was one thing, even like looking at the splits, I didn't like look at the rocks. What is it? The rock zone time or something like down the bottom. I'm like, what, what does that mean? Um, so that is like, you know, it does add up towards the end. So that was one thing that looking at like the course map, I think would be helpful beforehand. Mm. So you can kind of do that. But I felt really good in New York and... I don't know if I would have done 
anything differently. Yeah, and I'd say you're an anomaly from that perspective of actually doing well your first time. And then, so leading into then Vegas, how did that? How did that change things? Knowing that it was only your second race, did you care? We still just have like this belief that you were you belonged with the competition. So the races is, is a fitness based race, so you felt confident that you could just perform well. Like, how did that? What was your mindset going into Vegas? I was really excited to be competing with all of these like girls that I'd seen on, you know, all over doing really, really well. thought that was really cool. I, you know, why not feel like I, I belong. I, I did the time I made it there. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some things that were out of my control before that, that kind of stressed me out, but I tried not to let me stress out too much. I think I had mentioned to Tara Jackson once that I uh, had injured I think it was like my hip at that time so I think I ran maybe a total of two times between New York and the world championships I had a stress fracture like a long time ago in a torn labrum in my right hip and I started feeling that again so I mm. kind of cut out all of the running between those two things so like the first time I ran was uh like a couple days before the world championships I'm like yeah feel good this will be fun <laughs> and then even better than that is I had food poisoning the whole week before uh, so that was exciting. So I was just happy to be there. <laughs> and like those circumstances, obviously unfortunate people were going to deal with injuries. And I think a lot of times the athletes stepping on a line at a championship race or like in a mid season race, they're probably dealing with some sort of aches and pains and that, but the food poisoning part, I mean, that's what similar to what a lot more people are going to be facing with COVID, right? People are just getting it. And then they're just like, okay, I have this event. I'll, I won't test positive. I'll be able to go, but like, you still have to like, think about it. And it's always just there when you're thinking about, did you, how did you able, how were you able to compartmentalize that part of what was happening to you versus how you were going to perform on the day? Cause it would have been easy for you to come in and just have had an excuse to be like, well, I'm not, I'm not at hundred percent. And a lot of times that'll happen and people will end up toward the back, but you weren't like that. <laughs> so where did you do anything specific to help you stay focused? Um, I mean, to be completely honest, I feel like this is something I deal with on a, you know, pretty frequently is just compartmentalizing your life and putting, you know, this is the task that you need to accomplish at this time. You don't have a choice. Um, so like, for example, like if I'm in surgery and I didn't sleep well the night before, or like I'm stressed out about anything else in my life. Like you just need to focus on what you're doing. Like there's, you know, the patient is counting on you and everything like that and nothing else matters. And I think it's a good skill to have to be able to focus on something without outside stuff. Would you say that that is a byproduct of your trade uh, as a surgeon or was that part of the training or is that something that you've always just kind of had? I feel like it's kind of always been a part of my personality. Um, it's just, yeah, something I've always done. I feel like I'm trying to think about, like, yeah, what my friends would say about me and my dad. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, that is, that is helpful, right? So like you're thinking, okay, I'm sick now. There's nothing I do besides focus on recovery. And then the race came and you're like, now the only thing I can do is focus on this race is essentially what you're able to do. Yeah. Hmm. So I like because that's another thing that happens with these high rocks or deca fit events is people will get distracted from the task ahead of them because of the time, because it's such an objective race, right? It's like, if I'm here by this point, 
I should be able to get my goal. And then when their time starts drifting away from the, the goals or it doesn't go as well, or it's a long rock zone or it's hot in there or something happens. So you take, you do an extra lap or something like that. Then they're like, well, this is ruined. And then they, they aren't able to compartmentalize within the stations or the rest of the race mm-hmm. and then it's gone. So do you, do you ever have to fight those type of feelings? Like even in like a, a CrossFit workout or something like that, if things aren't going well, are you like having to battle with yourself to stay in, in at the task at hand or is it just automatic? I think it's absolutely automatic. I find if I'm thinking about anything else is like the part of my, like another part of my day, another part of my life, I'm not working hard enough in that moment. And I'm not, and that's why I'm not doing well. Uh, yeah. Huh. Sometimes like in the middle of a CrossFit workout, I'll like start stressing out about maybe, I don't know, some case I have like coming up and I'm like, wait, nope, focus on this right now. This is what you're doing. You have the rest of the day to deal with that. Hmm. So, that, I mean, that's a great skill to have, especially in this sport, right? It's like, or an endurance sport in general. Is, is your background in endurance? What was your, what was your sport? Like, um, so I kind of have a mixed background. I swam from like the beginning of my athletic career up until college. And then I fenced in college during med school. I was just kind of like a cardio bunny at the gym, some like general, you know, riffraff. I did a couple half marathons, a marathon, a little bit of endurance stuff. And then I got into CrossFit. Okay. Gotcha. Fencing. Do you get it? Do you follow, are you following the modern pentathlon stuff that's going on with OCR? I've, I've seen that. And honestly, like I have not really like clicked on any of it. I'm not getting involved. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they're getting rid of the equestrian stuff. So you don't have to learn to do the horse. Situ- I don't know if you know how to do that already. Well, that's but... actually like really, really funny because I have the background in all of those things. I actually did like, you know, horse camp when I was younger and like there's a fencer and I was swimming. I was like, dang, I should be doing the modern pentathlon. What is I think yeah. the only thing I, Or maybe it's the winter one that has shooting. But... Oh, this one has shooting too. I'm pretty well, sure. But it's like, it's like late. I think it's a laser. I don't know if it's like a big gun. A big... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I actually have no idea. I don't know if it's um, a big gun. <laughs> But now it's obstacle racing, so you could be, I guess, have you done any OCR at all? I did one Spartan race in like 2019, I think, or 2018. Where was that? At, um, what is it called in northern New Jersey? Um, Oh, at at Vernon? Yes. Yeah. You you did the Beast? So it was a 10K, I think. Okay. Yeah. The the Super. Yeah. Super. (laughs) <laughs> got to get in on it. Um, so that's interesting. So you've always had a bit of like the, these like task oriented sports or, or is more like your background then mm-hmm. you'd say, Hmm. Would you have advice for anybody to like how to harness that? Do you even know, would you even know how to give advice for that? It's just like, Hey, just do it. I think <clears throat> that to really do that, you need to do a workout with me. Um, and tell, give me free reign to say what I want to say to you. Um, <laughs> I, I can definitely be, be a pusher and like, if people don't want me to do that, that's completely fine. But, um, I'll, I'll, I'll get in your head a little bit and be like, no, no, we're here right now. This is all, this is all that matters. So with how it seems like you're able to kind of keep stressful things in their box, right? It's like this stressful thing is the thing I'm dealing with now. And it doesn't always necessarily have to be stressful things, but are you able to kind of, kind of keep an eye on how the 
overall stress levels are are coming along because that's something especially with, with sport and being able to perform at such a high level like training is stressful and i'm sure your job is pretty stressful so like they it, it accumulates it's hard to know like what stress is coming from where like what's going to tip you over are you able to kind of regulate that or has that is that not really a problem um i feel like i'm able to regulate it pretty well i mean aside from you know, some work things where I don't really have control of my schedule, just being in control of like when I train and like the time that I get to train and everything like that really just calms me down. And for me, training is fun. Like I don't really find it stressful. Like it's all for fun, right? Like it's not my job. So it's still physical stress, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> for I mean, some. look at what dylan scott's doing like what i'm doing i'm like sitting on my couch eating ice cream watching him I'm like dude you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's able to hold on to a lot of that of that physical stress and be able to build himself up um so that's interesting what are you where what's your kind of volume like are you putting in a lot of work or is it just however much time you can kind of put in um, and I think comparatively, I don't really train that often. I usually train one like CrossFit class in the morning. And that's if you're, you're probably pretty familiar with CrossFit. So you do, you know, the warm up and everything like that. And then our workout is between, you know, three minutes up to maybe like 40 minutes max. Yeah. So today's workout was like 20 minutes or something like that. So you're not really even working that whole time. And then I'll usually do a little bit of accessory, like you know, 20 or 30 minutes afterwards. Um, during the weekends, I'll try to do like a longer hike or a bike ride or just something like outdoors. That's fun. So I don't focus too much mm. on training or really anything even specific. I mostly do my CrossFit gym programming and modify it a little bit for things that I think I need to work on or if I have something else going on. Yeah. Huh. So you're just doing the classes. Cause the thing with classes is that since it is so generalized, it's like, Here's here's our warm up. That's twenty minutes of the class. Here's some technical explanation for how to do clean and jerks. It's another like fifteen minutes of the class, and then the, yeah, then you have your workout at the end. That's where you kind of crank it up. Um, so how were you able to handle this running? Like like it, it sounded like you got. <laughs> I don't I don't see how is that happening because most runners and I mean, do you hammer everybody when there's running and CrossFit workouts? Yeah. Yeah, and like. <laughs> It's people in CrossFit don't really like running and they don't do it very well. I know. Right. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> uh, so was it just something you're able to do? Like how, like, how do you, honestly, it... I don't really know what happened. I always sucked at running growing up. Like in, like, I was always the person that walked the mile and I was never fast or anything. And then I don't know, like after, or like in med school, I had some friends that were running marathons and I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. That's pretty fast. Why? Well, I'll try that. And so I did that. And I did, I think like a 140 in my first half marathon. Um, so yeah, that'll be a good time to go. And then ever since then, I guess I'm not that bad of a runner. <laughs> Is it just stayed consistent with like the train? Like it was something like, oh, maybe I don't hate this. So I'm going to keep just kind of do it. Like, do you do run training specifically or just no. kind of go out and run like, and like the, you, you bike a lot too? Um, I definitely do not run a lot at all. I, I run maybe like an average of five miles a week. Um, and then biking that waxes and wanes with the weather. Of course I have, um, like a triathlon coming up. So I'm trying to bike a little bit more. Okay. 
All right. So back to the high rocks with doing like generalized classes. Right. And then not really running. <laughs> how, how did you think you were, how did you have the confidence to think that you're going to do well in this? Wait, you don't believe in me? That's the vibe I'm getting. I believe in you. you? (laughs) I believe in you. How did you believe in you going into this? Because there's a lot of people that are very similar, right? That come, that have like a little bit of a lot of stuff and they come to High Rocks and they get smashed. Or there's the people like uh, Hunter or Ryan Kent or or something who come from doing something that's basically on the fringe of High Rocks or like say Lauren Weeks or Richard Vonderock who was, uh, yeah, like a regionals level. Rachel was at CrossFit semifinals last year, almost made the games and was a collegiate runner, right? So it's like, okay, you're going to be good at high rocks. Like Hunter is essentially the same thing. But most people who, who kind of have a little bit of a lot of it come in and get smashed. So I, I, I'm i trying to see if it's just straight up confidence, just you willed your way to do it because the the, the training, I mean, I don't know exactly what you're, what you're your classes are like, but like, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, I think, I think that a lot more than people really believe in comes from just like the confidence and feeling like you can do it. And I ask myself like, why, why not me? If I see somebody else doing this, like, I think I, I have the potential to be just as, as good as them. Maybe my training isn't the same as, as theirs, but you know, I've got the, the will to do it. Yeah. And when it gets hard, then in the, in the races, you're just still able to kind of will yourself to keep pushing through it. Is there like, or is it again, back to that task oriented mindset? Um, when it gets hard, I, you know, there's, I feel like there's always been harder times in my life. Like it's not the worst thing that's ever, that I've ever felt. Um, yeah, just focusing on that. And like, if you're hurting the, the other person's hurting too. Mm. who can withstand more and are you like mentally stronger than than that person or not and maybe they're not feeling exactly the same they're hurting in a different way but if you can control your mindset then why not you you can do it and then with the the competitive aspect of it so you've had some relative success in a pretty short amount of time i mean the sport's new right so like everyone's kind of getting success <laughs> who's, who's good like in a short amount of time but does that change things for you in terms of how you're like going to approach it in, with your training? Because now, I mean, fourth at High Rocks is no joke. And then the like, it seems like you're going to also be one of the favorites when it comes to the DecaFit stuff. Even this, like the affiliate things, like you're you're in the mix right away. Does that does that change how you think about training and, and competition, or, or where's your mind at with that? I feel like. Probably not because what I've been doing thus far has been working out pretty well and I'm happy with how I train. I find it fun. It doesn't, it's not all encompassing in my life. So maybe if I were to find it not fun, I would, I would switch it up, but so far so good. Nice. Nice. Uh, Like, do you, do you see yourself in this arena then for a while? Like, are you going to kind of stick this or is it just kind of a stop along the way? Um, I mean, I'm here until it's not fun anymore. So. Hmm. And is the is it the competition that's fun, or just this the actual part of it? I love when you're in the thick of it and it hurts, and you're you're there, and you're like, wow, I'm I'm here in this moment, and I'm feeling this, 
and I'm actually doing it and I know I can do it and I'm going to finish this and it's going to be great and going to have an awesome meal or something afterwards, whatever it may be. Uh, I just love, I love that, that feeling. Hmm. Cause that is one thing that high rocks definitely gives you <laughs> the fe the feeling after a high rocks is just insane. Like what the, what that workout can do. I feel myself kind of craving it every, like that end feeling, even though it's so terrible to get there. It's just like a hard ride to get there. But then when you're there, you're like, all right. And you finish you're like, that's not bad. Um, yeah. Like in retrospect, yeah, that was, that was kind of fun. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, so back to, back to worlds. Um, so you took that race out. I actually haven't really watched the footage. Did you watch the footage? I didn't. I'm like, I don't even want to see myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I kind of popped it on and like, I watched it until a part where I knew I was like really having a hard time. And I was like, I don't need to watch it watch this anymore. Um, so I didn't, I haven't got a chance to, to watch your race either, but I knew you did kind of take the race out. Were you thinking that was how it was going to go? Like, what was your plan going into Worlds? So as we kind of alluded to, that was my second race. I didn't really, you know, think about too much strategy for it. It's kind of, you know, on the longer end of, I mean, beyond the longer end of like a CrossFit type of workout. So mm -hmm. it's kind of taking that into account, but like I said, I was just, I was just happy to be there. going to go there, have a good time, run my own race or, you know, push my own sled, whatever, whatever that may be. And, and that's what I did. So let's, let's just go through it. Like with, cause I guess I haven't really talked to, I don't really know how the race played out. So who took the race out? Like in terms of running, I mean, without, yeah, weeks was like, poo. I'm like, Damn, did she take it out? <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, this is how that's going to go. She is a hard charger from the start in those things. So she still took it. That's funny. She still like went after it. Did, and I mean, I'm sure some, was there any other runners? I mean, Viola, I'm sure was probably aggressive. She's typically aggressive mm -hmm. in the early stages of the race. Um, did you just kind of sit in the pack or did things kind of spread out? Um, so I think obviously like in the, the, the first run and the ski, we were all pretty close together. And then after that, I think it was Viola and myself for a little bit. And then unfortunately, I guess she took an extra lap somewhere, which, oof, ouch. That, I know. Like, and um, then, I feel yeah. really bad about that because she would have been like right up there. She's an incredible. Was athlete. that early? Did, did you, were, were you ahead of her before she went off? Yeah. Yeah, I was. So I don't even know, like, I didn't know where she went. Um, and then I don't, you know, remember it specifically, but it's very difficult. I found to know where other people are on the course, because when you lap somebody on the run, like, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm like, you know, pretty far ahead of them, but it's not far from impossible to catch people like even if you laugh sure. so i'm like mm -hmm. you know i lapped um I don't know, i'm gonna butcher your name mergen Mer whatever uh mirham i think Mirham. it's mirham yeah. mirham van Roer, um, who yeah. was the number one seed yeah and you know she was doing amazing i'm like okay so i don't really have to you know worry too much about that and then when did you lap her like where how far along the race was that it was towards i would say like the last 30 percent ish I, what oh yeah huh um, unless I'm come, like grossly mistaken, but I remember running by her and she was like, yeah, you go girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah. Okay. And then I don't know what happened. I was looking at my splits and I didn't really slow down. Everybody went a little bit slower after the lunges. Um, 
But then, yeah, when, uh, what is her name? Chris Roglowski passed me. I didn't even know what lap she was on. I didn't know she was actually going ahead of me. <laughs> so Really? Because that's, I guess that's the thing with the, the when we were assigned the lanes, right? It's like, it, you really have to be like head on a swivel to pay attention to where everyone is. Um, and they could be, and even when it's lap based, it's like you could look over and they could be on their third lap of the farmer's walk and you could be on like your fifth. So wait, how long were you in the lead for? How, until Chris passed you? Well, no, cause Linda was there too. Um, she ran a great race. Yeah. I mean, they, they all did amazing. I honestly don't specifically remember. I think it was like some point at the farmer's carry and the lunges. I remember that hurting a lot. <laughs> the lunges? Yeah. I'm not like an yeah. afternoon workout person. And with the time change, that was just so late. Like I work out very I... early in the morning. <laughs> it's, it's, it was weird to have a full day it was an entire day of just like hanging out. What did you do that day? Did you like, cause that the one thing for me, I, was, I, I work out like afternoon, whatever, mid afternoon, early afternoon. So I usually have some food in me at some point, but not usually like four meals. <laughs> like, I'm like, how do I, how do I do I was this? I the same thing. I'm like, how am I supposed to eat like 2000 calories before this? This was like, I know. I was like, what's dinner. I going to do? I know. And it was just, it was so, and, <laughs> do. um, so what did you do that day? I tried to sleep in as late as I could, but of course with the time change, I was up really early. Um, I shared a room with Lottie Black. Uh, she actually won her age group and did amazing. So she also had to York, compete right? a little bit earlier. Sorry, what was that? Uh, she also ran that race you ran in New York. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so she she ran a little bit earlier. We uh, parted ways and I think I like, tried to get like a late checkout from the room because I was leaving that day. And uh. then... They said I could have a late checkout. I'm like, well, I'm just going to stay in the room until they kick me out. And so like, I'm just like, like sitting on the bed, hanging out. And then like the cleaning lady comes in. I'm like, uh, can I stay here a little bit longer? And she like, doesn't speak very, you know, English very well. And, and she's like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, an hour. And then I just like stayed in there and then eventually started like calling my room. I'm like, okay, 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 I'll leave. I'm leaving. <laughs> so then I went over to the venue and just like hung out for a little bit. Yeah. I did not do much that day. That, Yeah having the room that's always the thing with these races that have been in the afternoon like because you got to check out at some point and he's like sitting at the venue it's exhausting. not something I like yeah i know it's like trying like talking to people just just like try to hide around the corner or something like that it's 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 hard but that's a power move right there it's like pfft, i'm not leaving i'm not going anywhere <laughs> not leaving till you kick me out of here <laughs> <laughs> i'm staying here <laughs> so yeah i mean in in the race, were were you thinking about being in the lead, or was it just like, okay, it's time to do the row? It's time to row. Now it's time to walk with the with the kettlebells. Like, were you thinking about it at all? No, honestly, I wasn't really thinking about it being a race at all. And I think that's something that I need to improve on. Is I mm. kind of just go out there and do my own thing, and I don't really, you know, pace like a lot of attention to what other people are doing. Um, I think I need to pay more attention. <laughs> how so? How, how would that have changed? Things? Just, cause, just cause like what I, what I said, like when, like if I had been paying more attention and realized like, 
Chris was getting going ahead of me. Like I, I could have gone faster. Why not? Could have responded. Yeah, she can go faster. Yeah. I can go faster. Right? Huh. In in swimming, mm -hmm. uh, is there that recognition within the pool? Like, or do you you literally just have to do the only thing that you can do? Like, is there much gamesmanship when it comes to race tactics? Most of the races are short. Like, what was your event in? So I swam for a long time. Uh, when I was younger, I did more like distance stuff. And then as I got older, it was more like, you know, sprint 150 free. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when you're in the longer events, there's definitely a little bit of technique in there. And I, this is a total like swimmer, but you know, like the long events where they have like the numbers that they put in the pool, like to count the mm -hmm. laps. Um, my dad used to always count for me and we had a language with the counter, whether I needed to go faster or slower or keep my own pace. Oh, that's interesting. Um, maybe that's why I have this problem. I just can't depend on other people to pay attention. <laughs> you need, you need someone Darn like it. that at a high rocks event. It's like, yeah. okay, Alana, let's go <laughs> like now. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like in the shorter stuff, like the 50 free, it's just like, go as fast as you can. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so like the race tactics part is somewhere that you think like maybe that they, you could approve upon and how would you do that you think we just literally think about thinking about it so that when it happens think you're about able thinking to about like, it. yeah well i think a major thing is race brain you know you're just so focused on the the task and not even like counting the the laps or anything like that so focused on what you're doing and making sure you don't get a no rep mm -hmm. um yeah hmm because yeah, at that point. And then when did Linda catch you? So it was her and me for a while. I think it was on one of, it was on the, I think the lunges. Yeah, I think it was around there. But I don't mark my words. And that's something Mirham is really good at too. I mean, she has a smaller range of motion and is a strong, she's a very strong CrossFit athlete as well. Um, she didn't pursue the sem this she didn't even do the quarterfinals but she was like i think top 100 in the world in the open or something like that like really high up there um and yeah, she's she, really good at those lunges she's really good at the lunges too is that did she catch you there or did she come into the wall balls after you she came into the wall balls after me man really yeah and then that was the wall balls okay i'm sorry that's the other thing like i need to i was counting my reps and I couldn't hear what my rep counter was saying. And so I was like, you know, stop and like, hey, what number am I at? And I had done like 50 and she said 30. What? Or something like that. I was like, what? <laughs> I have to do 70 more. <laughs> um, so I must have gotten a ton of no reps, just like not even knowing. Like, I don't know if I wasn't hitting the target or, and I didn't watch the video or anything. Maybe I miscounted, but yeah, that hurt. That, that, that kind of killed my soul a little bit at that point too. And, and so you were in third at that point, Mirham has done them unbroken before I think, or has done them in like four minutes flat or under four minutes or something like that is done is really strong. So, but you probably didn't even know when she passed you. Right. No, I, yeah, I think I've, yeah, I think I came in about like 30 wall balls in my kind of like ahead of her. I mean, in my head, I was like, okay, I don't really have to worry about that too much. And she stopped too a couple times. So, huh. Maybe you should go back and watch. I don't know. Like, huh. it's over. Whatever. Whatever happened, happened. So, when you came across in fourth, did you, did you know you were fourth? Yeah. At that, at, at that, at that point, I mean, how, how would that feel? 
Um, I was really proud of it because I, I went there, I, I ran my race. I didn't get like, you know, crazy no reps or make egregious errors. I was happy with it. It's a great outcome. Thanks. It really is from, from where your second race coming in. Um, yeah, I was, I was really pumped for you. I thought that was great, Thanks. but almost, almost third, almost second. Hey, right. I still got it. Still got more in the tank. So what do you have to do? Uh, the race tactics, that's something that you think that could be improved upon. What are the things like within the race do you feel could help move the needle if at all, or, or if it's just an experience thing? I think I can improve on the burpee broad jumps. I think I'm extremely mm -hmm. inefficient at that. I'm doing something wrong. I need to take, take a look at what I'm doing. Are you, is your time way slower than people's? Um, I would say it's not, not that good. I don't know like what the general times are. I just like know that like, yeah, that's not, not my best, my strong suit. Like, does it feel worse? I don't really enjoy it that much. I wouldn't say it feels not, bad. <laughs> not fun. Definitely not a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's one that's just like, like, will you do burpees on your own in training? Are you just like, all right. I love burpees. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I didn't think that was going to be like a problem. Um, so I don't know what, what I'm doing wrong there, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> So the burpee rod jumps in terms of the station, um, do you, do you stack up pretty well in the, the machine work? I mean, you must've, you got out of the ski erg basically in front, right? Yeah. I think my ski erg is pretty strong. Um, and then rowing, I'm not that bad at. So, so just kind of figuring out where, where to put all the pieces. Have you thought about the race much since? Um, in what respect? Like in terms of like what you could have done or just like reflecting in a positive way or a critical way, like how much is that, did that race stick with you? Um, I think the, the main thing that stuck with me was just like focusing so much on, on running my own race and not really paying attention to what was going on around me. Like that's the thing that's, I'd say was, was the biggest mistake. Cause I know I could have hmm. gone faster. Like why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is, but that's also a blessing that you have that. Like it kind of goes back to the task thing because it's so it's like not as results oriented as a lot of people will start to become mm -hmm. in anything honestly and in the sport it's i think it's more of a negative to respond off of people because uh they're in fourth and you're in fifth so you would rather be in fourth so you're going to go with them as opposed to just like being dialed in with how you're feeling and then maybe you'll catch them and if you didn't then you either didn't go as hard as you possibly could or you just need to improve in different areas. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Blessing, blessing and a curse. And I think another interesting thing is with high rocks, it's very difficult to compare your times from venue to venue. So it's just mm -hmm. kind of, okay, how did I feel at the end of that race comparatively? And then you kind of are stuck in the situation where you're comparing yourself to the other people that, you know, performed on the same course. And then if you wear like a heart rate monitor, just looking at your heart rate data, I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Did you look at other people's times leading into the race? Uh, times like uh, to get into, yeah. Like, um, were you following that? Because I mean, you were. Where, what was your C? Where'd you end up? Like eighth or ninth? Yeah, I think it was eighth or ninth. You were pretty securely in there. Um, mm -hmm. But were you looking at other th other people's times or anything? Because that's a thing too that the courses they aren't the same, so it's hard to really know. I mean, not not particularly. Um, I did look at like some splits 
to see, oh, this person's really good at wall walls or this person's really good at running, um, just to kind of know where people's strengths were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's, it really doesn't matter that much because it is just what whatever you can do on the day. Mm -hmm. um, and so what do you think in, what do you think for DECA? Are you going to sit down and, and do the same type of thing? Like, what do you think you can run a, do a DECA fit in? Have you done that yet? I have not done the DECA fit yet. I think what are the like women's times around like 30 minutes ish? Uh, that's what like the men's time times are. I think, I actually don't know. The, the, <laughs> yeah. I don't know actually, off the top of my head. I, I should, I should look, I think it's more like 34 low, 33 high, uh -huh. I think might be the record. Um, I do think that the deck of fit is less contingent on the setup at the venue, just be, at least I think it is. If they set it up the same way the mile was, where it's just like, okay, you run around and you're just at the next station. That's what's really nice about deck of fit. It is just two laps and then they just lead you right in and it's always in a circle of the station. So it's going to be much more predictable. There's some different things like sometimes they're on turf. Um, yeah, that's where the New the Jersey mile one. Was. Oh, the, the the New Jersey venue that where you did the mile that is where. It's a different right? one, but the one I was at um, uh, was turf. Okay, yeah, this and one is also one gonna. So the turf is like a little bit slower, um, but that's like the main thing to to that, and like you know the affiliates will set up their events differently based on their space, right? Like like your CrossFit gym could be a host but if they don't have the space to like set it up all next to each other then the times might be a little bit slower but for the most part they're um pretty uh pretty standardized mm -hmm. let me see real quick i just looked it up okay 3420 is the record okay yeah sure why not yeah <laughs> that's like a good time that sounds fine 34 <laughs> flat no problem um <laughs> Yeah, because it's going to be a lot more the, – the thing with a deck of fit, and I'll be interested to see how, how you are able to respond to a, an event like this because the the zones aren't as taxing, you know? Mm -hmm. They're shorter, and so, like, if someone has – like, the, the person who has a record is face denning who probably can run, I don't know, 17 flat or something like that in a 5K – and her form on everything was bad. I was at the race where she did it. And it was just like, she didn't really know how to ski. She's not incredibly strong. She's pretty strong, but like, it just didn't take enough out of her. Right. And where it all became a lot more of like a running style race mm -hmm. with something like that, would you be willing to just like get out and be really uncomfortable really early on the runs? Or would you try to, again, just what I can do and just hang on. I mean, the run is so short. It's only 500 meters. It's a 5k total at the end. Well, um, the people at my gym kind of make fun of me because I have two speeds in running very slow. And then me running speed, which is usually like a, you know, <laughs> like six forty five ish mile. Um, yeah, that's what I did in Murph with the weight vest on. Six forty five. Yeah. That's, okay. I just have one pace. That's how, that's how fast my legs go. I'm just going to move <laughs> uphill, downhill, take, one pace. <laughs> take the weight vest off. Same pace. Same pace. Um, what was your Murph time? Um, so I, I did it with a 20 pound vest on Everybody gets into all of this stuff. And one of my main things about, yep, you know, crossing you your workouts is you're doing the workout to respect the person and you're making every rep actually like something that you're proud of to, you know, put the name to. So I don't really go in for times for that. Um, 
and I, you know, do it differently every year, but I was around like 44 minutes or something like that. Weight vest unpartitioned. Yeah. Oh, and 20 is heavier than, or is there an RX for women? The, the RX for women is the 16. The 16. Yeah. Okay. That's a terrible way. That's a terrible way to do it. It's so hard that way. The unpartitioned. I mean, but that's what you're, what you're in for. And, you know, when you're in yeah. the thick of it and thinking about, you know, the sacrifice these people made, I think that's how it should be done. The the real suffering. Cause that's, it gets that way where you just like, can't do any more pushups. Um, do you have a favorite CrossFit workout? A, like a hero workout that people know of or like, or like if you were to make one and be like, this is it. This, this is it guys. This, this is, is where it's at. This is all Alondra, you need to do. The Alondra workout, yeah. Um, so I actually posted on my Instagram, I think like last week, there's this one workout that we do. It's a death by. I really enjoy that. But I would say. Death by what? It's death by kettlebell swings and calorie row. So you do one and then one? So it starts at um, a five cal row for men, three cal row for women. And right. that's on minute one. Minute two is one kettlebell swing. 53 oh. pounds for women and then the two pood for men. Yeah, 72 or whatever. And so, so it's three cals, you know, the numbers, and then one. And then you just keep adding one calorie and one swing for each minute. So it's death by like two things. Makes sense. Huh. Yes. It makes for something I, I feel like if it's written. Um, no, I, I get it. I get it. Well, the, the starting at the different cal, I mean, that all is one cal. Like, why would you do that? Um, yeah. So in the beginning, you're only like, yeah, working for, you know, 10 seconds or so. But it, it gets you. When we first started this workout at my gym, we call it death by 2018 um, because that's essentially what you can, that's like what all you can get to. And that's the the calorie row portion of it. Okay. So 18 minutes is what it would end up being this year. Ah, record. (laughs) Cause that's the thing with those death by, like I like to do, um, I don't like to do, but like a death by like, uh, like devil's press or something like that. Like you're not getting much higher than like 10 depending on the weight or like death by burpees even it's like mm-hmm. i've never done it with just like a single simple move like that but those are amazing things like a hotel workout like when you're traveling mm. and i love like when you have to get creative for a workout like that the first i think the first time i ever did a death by workout was um death by pull-ups which is just like really a rough idea like i just and i was new to crossfit this is like 2012 and um I ripped my hands so bad. And I was like pumped Ooh. about it though. <laughs> oh, man, <it's> <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> I did so many of my hands ripped apart. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you felt real cool. I, I was real cool. Um, so like the, 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 do you like running workouts for CrossFit I love or not? hill sprints. I love hill sprints. Just straight up hill sprints? Yeah, we had one workout last fall. It was 45 minute AMRAP. Hill sprints with a weight vest on. It was great. Uh, <laughs> he just went out there. Coach Coach was not feeling inspired that day. So send, <laughs> out, send him out there and make him go up the hill for 45 minutes. <laughs> that, 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 and that's your number one. That's a good one. Um, yeah, because so with the deck of running, yeah, so, so it sounds like you're just going to have a pace and whatever that ends up being. Because you'll probably be able to maintain that pretty well. Because, the like, what would you think of the tank? It was so much fun. Yeah. It's yeah. weird, right? 
Yeah, you. I mean, you like get momentum on that thing. It's not bad. It just moves. Like it definitely just moves. When you did, you just drag it backwards, or did you try to pull it? I just dragged it. Yeah. Um. Because that's a. I'm trying to figure. Like, there's is there a way to get better at it? I'm just like. I think that's to just be suffering. comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's just suffering, right? It's not a strength thing. It's just like you're just there, and like this is going to go away at some point. I mean, one thing that. I don't, maybe I'm revealing one of my my secrets is rather than trying to like, you know, some people are like, oh, think about something else or, you know, whatever. I really try to focus on the pain and how bad it hurts. Be like, hey, this could be worse. You know, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm, I'm you're thinking about it. I can I can deal with this. Um, I, I love that, like of just acknowledging the feeling and that's all it is. Right. Yeah. It's it, it's maybe your your mind trying to create the sensation so you like chill out but like it's just a feeling you know it's not it's nothing else but that so being able to do that do you do that in training we just be like it depends on the workout for sure but when we're doing a type of workout where yeah like just hold on why not (laughs) yeah it's and that it become it becomes a choice right and then when when it's poised like that it's like well i could just keep going and when you go slower, you still feel bad. <laughs> Are you really, you know, saving that much um, yeah. you know, pain or anything? Probably not. Yeah. I like to do like running workouts. I think it's really important for to like to acknowledge that. I think people can get wrapped up in the other metrics of like the pace and the time and, and heart rate and things like that. But if you just sit there with a feeling for a long time, like you get to practice that. that mm-hmm. That's what I really like about like long steady state type like tempo runs or something like that. Just just go run the same pace for 20 to 40 minutes. And when it starts to suck, just like stay there and just like mm-hmm. live in it for a long time. Yeah. Feel it. Um, get used to it. Feel and get used to it for sure. The strong, the strong is like that. I felt, did you feel like the strong was harder? So that was like, the you, very that, first one. So that was on Saturday. And then I did the mile on Sunday. Um, so yes, if you, if the strong was harder, like the feeling of it, like was the, did it feel worse? Like was that, that sensation more intense or was it the same? Um, I feel like it's kind of hard to compare the two. I wouldn't say that they were significantly different. Um, whenever you do something that's new for the very first time, the the feeling is like, okay, like how how much harder can this get? Like when is this going to start to really hurt? Um, how bad does this get? So I never really felt that point in the deck of strong. I like I can't do this anymore. I can't keep on pushing. I can't go faster. I'm like okay, this could this could definitely be way harder this could definitely be way harder so and i think that was kind of my mindset doing the strong so then when i was doing the mile the next day i'm like yeah i know this doesn't get that hard just keep going keep going faster <laughs> um for for the strong then where would you have so there's 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 meat on the bone there's time that you can gain if so you can technique. get yourself is it technique you think on what, which parts the, the med ball over the shoulder um for that like i don't have med balls that light or what do they call them i don't know what they're called um at my gym we only have like the lightest one of an 80 pound and so i'm like using that and then we have like a 40 pound sandbag but i put that over my shoulder and it like bounces all over the place it's like full of rubber (laughs) so i'm like running chasing i'm like this is not helping at all um so i kind of lost a few seconds on that for sure um but i actually really really liked the order of the events Cause it was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is like really taxing on my legs. And then you're like on the next thing. And the next thing It's like, Oh, this is like a really good order of things. I felt. 
I felt so too. And I was like, how intent, like, did they just get lucky? <laughs> was just like, I feel like they just picked 10 out of a hat and just like, well, on each thing, I was it. like, okay, I'm kind of looking forward to the next thing. I'm like, I'm like good with that. Like, that next one looks like fun. Let's do that. I actually felt that too. And I think the machines, if you get like proficient enough at those, it can actually be a break and you can go pretty hard, like on a row. I'm well, not. That's the thing, like on a row and a ski. You can go a lot harder and you're only going to make up a couple seconds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So like the difference, do like, do you have an idea of like where your 2k pace is? Like, do you do, or is that all like, that's how I try to kind of justify like, ah, it's like my 2k pace. Like, so that's like my barometer for where to kind of go above or below. Yeah. Did you do that or just kind of go on effort? Um, for this, the DECA thing. Just Boy, in, in in all rowing or ski, um, I kind of kind of go on on effort, and I know kind of where my pace would be. I unfortunately, so I had this very very nice like notes thing on my iPhone of like all of my like PRs, my splits, like when I hit these times, everything, and I lost it all. Um, so I used <laughs> to have my PR splits for everything. I did a two K row as part of my workout this morning, but I forget like what my split was for it. Um. So I kind of just like know my my pace and how I should feel and what I can sustain for it. So. Yeah. So on those machines for for Deca, I mean it's still kind of a long workout, so you can't hammer them. But like I felt that same way where I was kind of looking forward to getting to those just because I know how to do them, and I'm like, okay, like I know it'll be this pace and it won't kill me. But it can. I've definitely died on those before. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just for me, but I think the ski, the ski erg in general is pretty easy, um, sustainable thing, unless you're doing like 1500 calories for fun. <laughs> I don't know what was happening there. <laughs> um, he's like, mm, I'm surprised he, yeah, I'm surprised he stopped there. So he's going to be like <laughs> 150,000 or something like that. So let's just keep going. Let's yeah. just, I want, he's going to be like, the, the person like rose across the world. He's like, you know what? Let's just go all the way. What, what can I, what <laughs> I have else two can weeks I do? Of vacation. What else was I going to do? I'm just going to go row. <laughs> ridiculous. How's your assault bike? Um, so we have echo bikes at my gym. So the assault bike was, was great. I loved it. It was, it was fun. So the, my understanding of the difference between those, when I use them is there's, there's no free energy with an echo bike, right? Like when you stop, it stops mm -hmm. with an assault bike you can kind of gain momentum yeah kind of keep keep it rolling right mm -hmm. um, so echo bike's harder yeah yeah did it did the like translate for you like the rpms like were you even worried about the metrics on it or you just you just went i did look at my rpms at one point during the mile um i focus a lot on breathing when i'm pushing hard um so i just focus more on that i think I looked at it and I was like, oh, I'm really not going that fast. I should probably go faster. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I was my, that was my thought. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I forget about my arms on the assault bike. And I'm just, I, I have to remind myself. It's like, use your freaking arm. Like, actually use them. Don't just, yeah. like, go with the motion. So I, that's my thing on there. It's like, use your arms, dummy. Just, like, make it happen. I feel like that's a, um, that's a problem I've never encountered. That's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. A, it's just so leg centric with everything that I've always done, and I'm just like, yeah, this is a this is a bike. So <laughs> this is a bike. <laughs> this is a bicycle. Um, well, it's a bike with arms. Yeah, bike with arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's so it's gonna be fun to to see how how that kind of plays out 
down the road. Do you think you put much specific stuff toward it or, or you're just going to? Um, nah, well, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's figure out where you're at and just go. Yeah. Oh, with the dead ball, did you, were you spinning or were you doing that, that thing like how Kent does as well, where it's like you step backwards and then step forward? Yeah, the, the step backwards and step forward type of thing. But then it's not always exactly where you expect it. But I think that you're still saving time rather than spinning. And you're also not getting as dizzy and nauseous. Mm-hmm. It's not as much energy, it seems like. It's kind yeah. of the same deal with like the step, like the stepping over, just like it's, fa- it's a little bit faster, but it just feels way better. Oh, and you're, you also don't easier. like gas out your legs. One of my good friends um, did the strong and the mile with me, and he's an amazing box jump over person, like the most bouncy person I've ever seen. It's incredible. Um, and he did that. And I think, you know, he, he definitely caught me on that. And I actually posted the video on YouTube. But after that you're just you're just you know in the red zone you can only be there for so long and you're just kind of trying to recover on that run and it's just not worth it yeah it's not it's not that much faster it's not it's like if you're proficient at the step overs yeah you got to practice those they're they're a little funny at first too but like once you get them like you're not going to be losing that much time with the dead ball one thing that i've seen people do is they kind of put it up on their shoulder and like kind of like uh, lead it just to like roll down their back to make it a little bit more predictable, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'll get that way too. I'll get there and just kind of like toss it a little bit. And then it is kind of not where you want it to be, but like see people kind of get it and just drop it. Almost, like, yeah. So that's just kind of interesting because the event organizer, he, I went over a couple reps. I just wanted to make sure that I was doing all the reps. So I didn't get any new reps. And I did a couple of the D ball over the shoulder and he said it wasn't high enough over on my shoulder. So one of the other things he said was, yeah, to like put your arm up so that it's definitely not like rolling over your, your bicep or anything. So it, oh. it's right there. And that actually helped a lot because it guides it, like you just said, right there. So there's two reasons to do it that way. Kind of creating a wall so it can't go too Yeah, so they're not going to no rep you. Like, oh, yeah, it wasn't actually on your shoulder. It was on your, on your arm. Oh, oh, oh. He was worried about no reps. Mm-hmm. Oh, Because I've seen that too. People kind of like toss it around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like ah, I, I guess that it's like whatever yeah. um she thought i had something else oh when you went there th- i mean did they know who you were when you went to that event and when you read when you do the times were they like what like <laughs> this is ridiculous um i think when i well definitely like not when i came in i i arrived like an hour and a half early i was like the first person there so i just you know want to see it out feel it out and, you know yep. see what the setup was and everything yeah. <laughs> and then when they when I'm asking like oh can I like warm up on this equipment I've never used it before and they saw I was like you know kind of serious about it um and then I had my friend I'm like hey can you like record this because I want to see like my technique and like everything and like oh, okay nice. like okay I think she's actually like taking this seriously so then when I did like the deck of strong and they're like oh my gosh and then so when I came <laughs> back the next day for the mile they're like okay this is it here we go <laughs> I've had people at the affiliate events before um Cause I'm kind of doing the same thing, right? I'm like, I'm like serious. I'm not like necessarily being very friendly and like before a race or whatever. And just like, and I've, and I warm up hard as you should. And I've had people be like, you should probably like save it a little bit for, for the event. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. I appreciate your concern. Uh-huh. But cause that is what's funny about the, the, these, uh, the affiliate events, but they're really cool. I and mean, they're, they're doing a great job of, of getting them out there seems like yeah and i'm trying to get people at my gym more interested in and i think there's just kind of this barrier of oh a competition it's stressful but 
and also like if you're already doing crossfit like you can do that in your sleep i know i know what do you think like what do you think a high end like games competitor i was trying to think about this too because it seems like on the men on the men's side the dude who has the best time seems ryan corning he and his splits across the board aren't that impressive aside from the assault bike he can do the, the 25 calories in like 35 seconds or something like that so he just like hammers it and that seems to be the differentiator in that one event so i'm like can a games level athlete even do that like do you think they'd be that much better or do you think there's just like so much like the technique and there's just not it's not like that skilled it's not that long it's not that, it's like not that short i don't know do you think like a high level game like games athlete would put in a crazy score you think we'd all kind of be around the same i think that they would definitely be incredible at it but I think that the people that currently are doing DECAs and that type of thing are also very, very good at what they do. And you know, to be a games level, level athlete, you have to be good at like the Olympic lifts and very, very high skill movements. And there's other very good athletes out there that just don't like heavy barbell like me. Yeah. <laughs> that just like love this other stuff. Yeah, and they're like still incredible. Um, so I think the games level athletes would also be very, very good. Uh, obviously everybody has their strengths, but I think Sam Briggs has even like put some, she's done these before. She's done a high rocks and didn't do that well. Yeah. And I was really surprised about that, but Me I think too. she did a DECA as, as well. Maybe she definitely did the DECA. She definitely did the DECA strong at the, they did the Spartan games that she was invited to. Okay. And it was just like a brand new thing. And it was, I think it was like the second event and it was like outside, like really cold. Um, but yeah, I, like they don't, and maybe it's just not heavy enough, <laughs> you know? Well, like I think, I think it'd be interesting if it was heavier. I also think it'd be really interesting to have a female do the uh, men's weights high rocks. I would totally sign up for that. I think that would be, that would be painful and fun. <laughs> Do you think that'd be more interesting to, cro to CrossFitters if it was heavier? I don't think, no, I don't think, sorry. That was just completely no. like side comment. I think it was just a. Uh, just, you want to do it. You want to see, yeah. you could do it. I'm sure. Just. Yeah. But I don't want to, you know, blow my, you know, one, the New York one or something, doing something silly like that, but just to see, you know, how fun it is. <laughs> It'll probably happen. Yeah, just do. Uh, yeah, no, I was gonna say just do them both. Um, <laughs> yeah, because that's right. Even if you if you go doubles, even if you do, even if you did men's doubles, that weight is still not the pro men's weight. Even if you like signed up with a men's partner. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shoot, I thought uh, I was going somewhere else with that CrossFit thing. Um, oh yeah, is it the barbell? Is that you don't? Like when, is there a limiter for you in CrossFit? Is it typically the barbell? Um, I'm, I'm not a very like strong Olympic lifter. I don't really generally enjoy that. And people make fun of me if they listen to this. I'm like, Alondra, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really enjoy like powerlifting that much. I, I'll do it, but I think that it's like a very, very refined skill set. And I just, I love to just go in there. I love things where you can just work harder and do better. And mm -hmm. muscle ups are not that way. Double right. unders are not that way. <laughs> yeah. That way. I think, and 
and this is is probably completely biased, but it's that I think this hybrid space where it is the running and then low skill movements, it's just all engine. I think that is, to me, that's what fitness is without there being a barrier of some sort of skill. It's like, yeah, like I might have a more ability to do, put out work, but I don't do handstand pushups that well. Right. So is that, there's this person who has a gymnastics background or good thoracic mobility is like, is, is that fitness? Like to me, it's like output and a lot of the CrossFit stuff is like limiting the output that you can express because double unders. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. But I think of like a lot of that is really in the competitive space and they're going to have higher skill movements that kind of like weed people mm-hmm. out. But my gym and I is, is very lenient on what we do. So we can pretty much like modify any workout, whatever you're feeling that day. We even have workout like part of our uh programming that's called something to move where if you go to the gym and you don't even feel like working out like okay this is a very easy thing that you can just do to move um that's cool i call it interpretive crossfit (laughs) and so like yeah i i don't think like you know being able to do double unders means that you're fitter than somebody that can't do double unders and you can like both run a 18 minute 5k like Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any difference Right. If you're going to make, you know, fitness fun and and interesting, you're going to have some of those things in there that some people just can't do. But this also makes CrossFit appealing because you always have something to work on. Constantly varied. Mm -hmm. Constantly varied. And that is what, and that is what's fun about it, right? It's like, okay, now my goal is going to be able to do a bar muscle up by the end of the year or something like that. So you can stay and you can work on the technique and you can get better without needing to be the strongest person. If you want it to be more technique driven. Cause that's a, like, there's definitely crossover between like the hybrid racing and, and CrossFit, obviously, but it's like, where is it? Like, what's the barrier for people to, to come over? Like when you saw high rocks, was it a, a no brainer? We're like, Oh, cool. Like I can just go faster and work harder. Yeah, it's all the things that I thing. love. <laughs> people saw me signing up for that and they're like, wait, what is this? This event was made for you, Alondra. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, so they probably weren't weren't surprised. But you think it is other people that are just like, because it is, it's not, and that can be, in CrossFit, some of the stuff's fun. Like if you hit a good snatch, it feels right. You know, like, I, oh, Maybe I cool. haven't done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it maybe two or three times. I'm like, I get it. It's like hitting a golf ball, right? Like you hit a golf ball, right? You're like, ah but it never, it's like never <laughs> happens. But so there's like this fun feeling that comes, or if like you get a muscle up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, high rocks, you don't, it's not, uh, it's not that you don't get that type of enjoyment from it. And this is true. Um, but you get the, the, the enjoyment of the, the pain and the endorphins and the satisfaction that you worked hard and you accomplished the task. You're like, all of these things are like doing work, like force times distance you're doing the thing. Um, mm-hmm. very simple. It, it's just perseverance. There's no, there's nothing else there in the way of just like, it's you and your, and your mental and your physical. It's like, keep pushing forward. We're CrossFit. There's other barriers. Yeah. Frustrating. <laughs> I know. I know that was, yeah, for me, for the CrossFit, like, yeah, the, the, the rat, like my thoracic's really bad. Like anything overhead is just rough. You did the, um, did you do the semifinal work court? quarterfinal workouts mm-hmm. did you do those how did those go there was one that i did like surprisingly well at um i think it was like in the the top like 
thousand or I don't know, something ridiculous. And I had done that as like my third workout for the day. And I was like, wait, there's gotta be some sort of mistake here. What was it? It was the shuttle run rope, rope, rope climbs climb. and yeah, uh, wall balls. That was kind of a regional or semifinal workout too. They did that legless one again. I didn't watch any of the semifinals. No. Do you watch the, do you watch CrossFit? Do you, will you watch the games and stuff? Um, when it, when it's on, I might turn it on. I don't have a TV or anything like that. So if something's on like YouTube, I'll put it on in the background, but yeah, generally same, I'm like doing stuff. Same here. Like we have a TV. I just watch CrossFit on my phone sometimes. It's good. <laughs> it's a good companion on like the biker or something. Just if you're putting in aerobic work, just yeah. watch the CrossFit semifinals. People are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, this is fun. So what, what do you got next? Is it just is where the event we'll see you next is going to be New Jersey? Um, yeah. So I guess the next thing is that I was, okay. Just today I was thinking about doing something in July, but I guess that's in a couple of weeks. We'll see. Um, just like, like a, a CrossFit, comp, like a yeah, comp? just a CrossFit competition. Um, the, the next thing is the DECA fit in August. And then after that, I have, I guess it's in August, September. Yeah, October will be the uh, New York City High Rocks. And then at the end of October, I have the Half Ironman World Championships. And then in November, if I make it to the DECA World Championships, look at that. Where's the, the, uh, it was 70.3. Where's the, where's that? That is in St. George, Utah. Oh man. When'd you qualify for that? Or do you have like, what's that qualification process? Yeah. So that I qualified for back in 2019 when it was supposed to be in Taupo, New Zealand in 2020. Uh, so that mm. got postponed. And then I could have done it last year somewhere, but I was like, yeah, I'll wait and see. Cause I want to go to New Zealand. And then, I got to know like this year, I'm like, okay, you can either do it this year in Utah. You can do it next year in like Finland or like the year after in Taupo. I'm like, so like, wait, 2025 or 26. Like, <laughs> married with kids by then. Like, who knows? Even don't know what the fitness is going to be like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, I guess I'll take Utah. I guess the uh, barrier to getting there is a lot less. Oh, I thought it was higher up. I just looked at it. It's only like 2,700 feet. I thought it was higher than that. It's close to Zion, so if you're out there, that's, I was just in um, Zion, and that was really cool. Yeah, I'm planning on staying afterwards and doing some hiking. Looks incredible. I need to plan yeah. that a little bit more. Yeah, I got time. Because <laughs> um, that that seems like an event, like triathlon, that you would be into. With the I mean, it is, but I also don't love the vibe of it. It's kind of like in the obstacle course thing where they're changing the equestrian to or sorry the pentathlon to yeah that whole scenario i feel like in a triathlon like the biking is so technical and it's so much on there like if you get a flat tire you need to know how to change a flat tire like in the middle of nowhere like what yeah. a waste of time like come on let's just get this i don't know it just seems silly to I me know. and then you can spend that... more money on a bike that's like a spaceship and you like don't have to pedal like use your mind i don't know <laughs> I don't like, I don't like that either with that. It's, and I mean, I'm sure you have to know how to use the bike, right? So if you, if I got an expensive <laughs> bike, it's not going to do anything because I don't know how to do it, but, <laughs> but I don't like that idea of, 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 of a piece of machinery taking out your race. Ex well, you know, yeah, like, there's that. And also, yeah, like being dependent on that thing and like being able to buy a better time because you have a better bike. Yeah. I think I don't that's like that silly. Either. 
but yeah, I think triathlons are fun in con in like the concept. So I'm just doing that for fun. Um, not really taking it seriously, but nice. That'd be fun. We'll definitely see you at the DecaFit in New York for High Rocks. That'll be cool. Uh, a couple of cool events. And the way I think that they're doing, I think they're going to do a fall and a spring New York that they just haven't released yeah. um, for that. So I think they're just doing all the major markets like the Dallas, Chicago, LA, New York. And that's just like where they're going to be mm-hmm. for spring and fall. So you'll have two chances at. So you can do the men's one in the spring. There we go. There we go. There you go. Cool. All right, Landry. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I'll link to your socials and all that so people can can check out what you're what you're up to. And um, yeah, I appreciate you hanging out. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me.